Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Are you ready to find happiness? Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, the show all about destigmatizing mental illnesses, dismantling society's version of perfection, and helping you to find your own meaning of happiness. Join me, your host, Carolyn Farrick, as I have open, honest, and vulnerable conversations about my own mental health and my diagnosis with OCPD, a perfectionism personality disorder. We all deserve to find happiness on our own terms, and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. What's up, serotonin searchers? So welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Farrick, and I am so excited to be back with all of you this week. We took a couple weeks off of solo episodes just to do a couple guest interviews, which if you guys have not yet listened to those guest interviews, go check them out. Two weeks ago, I talked to Natalie Humble all about postpartum depression, you know, workplace anxiety, um, developing, you know, anxiety and all that kind of stuff, and then being thrown into the pandemic. And then on top of that, you know, developing postpartum depression and not really having a lot of resources or support. So Natalie talks about what it was like to go through that process and find support in her own way. And then last week, I sat down with mental health advocate Mick B, and Mick gave such an amazing interview. You know, Mick was very raw, open, honest, vulnerable. You know, nothing was held back. All topics were very real and honest and just very, very accurate representation of what it looks like to live with ADHD and bipolar disorder and how you can grieve the idea of a life you once thought you had or were going to have or you wanted or whatever it may be and grieving that life and setting yourself up to have an even better life all while managing your diagnoses. So go check those out. I am so thankful that I got to work with both of these individuals and have them be a part of the Search for Serotonin podcast. Mick, I could not be more grateful to have met Mick um, in the capacity that I did. She works for Matcha Health, which is a telehealth service. They do therapist matching. So if you're somebody who has been struggling to find the right therapist, they have you fill out a quiz, they match you with a therapist, and they also offer a lot of financial support to those who are using the service. So if you've been holding back from doing therapy because maybe you can't afford it, or it's just not something that you really have the time or energy to figure out right now, Mick has personally used matcha for therapy. So go check out the interview, go check out matcha. Um, I'm so excited to have, you know, like I said, met Mick and start working with Matcha because they are doing some pretty kick-ass shit. And I cannot wait to have all of this come to fruition and them put out what they're working on. And the fact that they've considered me to even be a part of it, I think is just massive and so cool. And I don't know how much I can talk about right now. Um, so I'm not going to get too into detail, but yeah, keep an eye on Mick, keep an eye on Matcha, keep an eye on me. We're all going to be doing some pretty cool stuff here in the next couple of months. All right. So with that being said, we did guest interviews. I have been away (laughs) and doing a bunch of stuff. 
So as you guys may have seen, you know, I've been doing a lot of weddings, doing a lot of traveling, did um, a homecoming trip for my boyfriend's college. And most recently, we went to Denver for five days to visit some of Corbin's friends. But then also we used the trip as kind of our own personal trip as well to start looking at some apartments out there. Corbin started to applying to some jobs and talking to some different companies out there um, because it's no secret at this point that we absolutely want to move out of Pennsylvania and Denver, Colorado area is our ideal location. It really helps that Corbin's best friends from college live out there. Um, but we just love it. You know, I went for the first time last year with Corbin and I immediately fell in love being in Denver and being in Colorado and being around the mountains, you know, the different altitude levels, all that kind of stuff was just so beneficial for me. Um, and then going back again this year, it kind of just reaffirmed that like, yeah, this is somewhere I want to live. This is somewhere I see myself fitting in really well. You know, I, love everything that Denver has to offer. There's so much food. There's so many like museums, which I love. There's so many art exhibits and things like that. A lot of like farmers markets. And then obviously you have the mountains and the hiking and the red rocks and all of that cool stuff, which is another bonus in itself because I, I love music. I don't enjoy really going to concerts because I don't really love going and being packed in like a stadium. But I was like, if I move out to Denver, I'm going to concerts all the time because I'm going to see all these shows at the amphitheater because what could be cooler than listening to live music in the middle of a mountain? Like, so cool. But anyway, <laughs> this weekend we had a Halloween party. Um, so we didn't have a lot of time to recover after Denver between our plans this weekend. Um, and with all of that being said, you know, I was coming back from Denver and I wanted to put together a vlog while I was there and use that as a podcast episode and a YouTube episode. But unfortunately, I wasn't really on my phone too much because I was really trying to enjoy the trip, be in the moment, take an actual break from everything and just have fun doing what I was doing. So I didn't get to vlog as much. I did a few quick vlogs, you know, when I was alone. So I really didn't get a lot of me in action like I wanted to. So I still think I'm going to edit the vlog and put it up as like a behind the scenes thing on YouTube. However, I didn't have enough content to turn it into a full episode, which is why I'm sitting here <laughs> because I got back and I was like, what do I want to record about? You know, what has been going on with me? I've been like all over the place with therapy, so I don't have a ton to talk about there. Like I didn't go this week and I went before I went to Denver, which is almost two weeks at this point. So I just didn't really know what I wanted to sit down and talk about today. And the more I thought about these past couple weeks and what we've been doing, my mind kept coming back to the idea of sobriety in a sense, um, because what we have been doing is, you know, we've been drinking a ton. You know, we were in Colorado, so we went to a dispensary and we got some edibles and we got these little um, like five milligram THC, five milligram CBD little pills, and they all had like different purposes. So we got these ones that were called like 
bliss pills. So they're supposed to give you a euphoric feeling, you know, make you feel like as you were as a child, they described it like really giddy, happy, joyful. They had other ones for sleep. There was this one that gave you energy. The woman said it was equivalent to drinking a cup of coffee. Um, and she said a lot of people who have ADHD tend to get that one because if they're used to taking Adderall, it gives you that same effect, but it's a uh, you know, plant-based pill. And we didn't have a ton of time there, so we didn't get to try a ton of stuff because we didn't want to have to worry about throwing it away. And we knew we didn't want to bring anything back on the plane. Um, so we're like, whatever we get, we have to enjoy it in Colorado where it's legal. Um, I'm a big proponent of holistic health and, you know, different ways of doing stuff. And I personally, you know, am not going to say no to smoking or taking an edible or, you know, doing THC products because I know for me, it can help me with anxiety. It can help me get out of my head, you know, it can help me with my mental health um, if used correctly and not overdone. And so, you know, we were doing the edibles and we were drinking a ton and every single weekend, you know, we were drinking, 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 and we don't normally drink that much. And it was a lot. And, you know, the first time I drank when we started doing stuff in all of our chaos of weekends, um, I went too far and I got blackout drunk really quickly. I had a rough night. You know, I was loud. I was obnoxious. I said a bunch of stuff that when I wake up in the next morning, I think back on all of my drunk actions and I just get this like horrific anxiety for literally like days if not weeks over how I acted or what I did when I was drunk and every single weekend you know people were drinking we were you know going out for drinks you know we were at weddings there was open bars in Denver his friends just had a baby so she hadn't been able to drink for nine months so they were like let's go out and grab drinks or let's go watch a football game at this beer hall beer hall I don't know why I said it like that um so yeah, it was just a ton of drinking and the more I drank and the less time my body had to recover and the more I was drinking, you know, I was starting to think about this idea of people say, you know, drinking or smoking is so bad for your mental health. And while that can be true, like I said, if it's abused and you do it for the wrong reasons, yes, it is so bad for your mental health. In college, I used to use alcohol and drugs as a crutch. I used to use that stuff to run away from who I was or run away from the fact that I had crippling anxiety or I used to use it to suppress things and I used to drink for all of the wrong reasons and I started you know smoking weed in college for all of the wrong reasons I did it because I always hated it. I never, I never liked smoking weed. I didn't like the smell of it. Um, I had dated a guy who would smoke weed and it would upset me so much and I didn't like it. But once I got to college, you know, I was already suppressing myself so much with alcohol, trying to run away from my problems. And it got to a point where alcohol wasn't enough. So I would get high because when I got high, I felt good. You know, I felt like, 
oh, cool. Like this makes me giggle. This makes me happy. But then, you know, I started smoking too much and I started doing it to spite other people, to show other people, you know, like prove something to myself that I didn't ne need to let other people, you know, tell me what I could and couldn't do. And then, you know, I started to rely more on weed than I did on alcohol. And when you abuse those kinds of things, yes, it makes your mental health worse. You know, I would, like I said, wake up in the morning after a night of drinking and feel so guilty and let that shame and guilt eat me alive for like weeks at a time. Like I used to put myself down for just like being a drunk person existing because, you know, in my brain, I'm like, no, you have to be perfect. You have to be likable. You have to be, you know, not annoying. Like all of those things from childhood that people constantly put in my brain. And when I drank, you know, I finally felt like I could let all of that go and I would be, you know, loud and I would be outgoing and I'd talk to people and I'd say things that I wouldn't normally say. And the more I got into that mindset of, oh, well, I'm just going to chug these drinks because I'm so anxious. And by the time I'm done chugging the drinks, the alcohol will kick in and I'll have more confidence, you know, or I'll be able to be in this situation without like wanting to crawl out of my own skin. And like I said, when we first started drinking, you know, I find I found myself going back into those habits of, oh, I'm drinking because I'm anxious or I'm drinking because I'm nervous that I'm too awkward or I don't fit in in this social setting. And so I felt myself starting to slip back into these poor, you know, habits of abusing alcohol and weed. And it made me like do a hard look at why I drink, you know, why do I sit down and be like, oh, I want to drink? Is it because I want to, you know, try a drink? It sounds good, you know, because it's just a nice thing to do while you're with, like having dinner, grabbing a drink, or is it because I'm anxious or I'm you know, making myself small or I'm bullying myself or I'm telling myself that I'm not good enough and I can't be fun or entertainable or likable or anything like that unless I am on some kind of substance. And so as the weekends progressed and the more we did, I was becoming more mindful of my drinking and more mindful of, you know, when I'm taking edibles or, you know, when I'm hitting like a pen or something like that, like, am I doing it? because I want to have a good time or it's just like a fun social thing or am I doing it to kind of like distract from my mental health and I really toyed with the idea and I've been toying with the idea like do I just want to quit cold turkey you know no alcohol no weed nothing like that because is that what I need to do in order to benefit my anxiety, my mental health, will it make me less depressed? And yes, there is information out there and there are resources that say you shouldn't be doing this stuff and you should probably, you know, just give it up altogether. And I've seen people on Instagram and on social media who say I'm a thousand percent sober and I do that because of my mental health. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I commend the people who say it's not for me. I'm quitting cold turkey. But when I think about my own life, I have a real issue with limiting myself in a sense of 
I don't want to ever have anyone telling me, no, you can't and can't do this. And I especially don't want to tell myself, oh, you can't do that because, you know, you're not capable or you can't handle it. I am very much so like, I think mental health should allow me to live my life in a way that works for me. I shouldn't have to be like, well, you can't watch, you know, reality TV because it's trash and it's bad for you. Or you can't, you know, go out and get a drink every once in a while because you have anxiety and that's bad for you. Now, I'm not saying going and blacking out every weekend and then just being like, oh, it's fine. Like, fuck my anxiety. I'm saying I don't want to fully become sober because I know as a person and as a human and as an adult, I have the capacity to drink intentionally, you know, be more mindful. You know, like I said, if I'm wanting to, I need a drink, I need a shot, I need something in my hand so I feel less awkward and I don't want people looking at me weird. That's not when I need to be drinking. That's when I need to be slowing down drinking. But if I'm out with, you know, my boyfriend and friends and we're at dinner and I want to get like one fruity drink just to try, or, you know, we go to dinner and grab a drink and then we go to a bar and grab a drink. Like I don't see anything wrong with drinking responsibly and drinking intentionally and the same with THC or edibles. You know, if you're doing it intentionally, you're doing it in a way that is relaxing and it's more of a social thing and less like, I need to take edibles like 24 seven or I can't survive, you know, like that's not what I want to do. I want to do it intentionally in a way that works for me. And I think it is important to talk about this, which is why I wanted to talk about it on the podcast is because I know if you're listening to this and you struggle with mental health, I'm sure you've seen the same things where it's like, you have to give it all up. You know, you can't do things like that anymore. And it goes back to mixed points from last week, last week's episode is that, yes, you had an idea of how your life was going to look and you have to grieve that old picture of your life and you have to create a new picture that fits in with your diagnoses and your mental health and something that works for you. So, you know, before I started working on my own mental health, my picture of my life was, you know, people drink all the time and that's what you do and that's how people socialize. So, you know, the rest of your life, you're just going to be drinking a lot. But the more I learn about my anxiety and my depression and my OCPD and my own body and my mental state, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, having a couple drinks. So, while I am not going completely sober, I am trying to be more intentional. Um, after <laughs> these weekends are now over and we don't have a ton coming up in the near future, Corbin and I will probably go back to never drinking. And that's fine too, because when we don't have to, you know, be in these settings where there is a ton of alcohol, we're not really sitting there on a Friday night being like, oh yeah, let's go grab drinks. You know, that's just not who we are. We'd much rather go get food. We'd much rather go, you know, do something, but I'd much rather, you know, take an edible on a Friday night and then do stuff around the house or paint or watch a movie or hang out and like be productive and feel good and feel like I'm in control rather than, you know, being like, let's go get drinks. You know, I don't need to do that anymore. And so 
finding out what has worked for me and finding out that it's okay to, you know, have a drink and not feel guilty about it, you know, or maybe if you go out drinking and you forget to take your medication one night when you come home drunk, like not beating yourself up over that and just showing yourself, hey, you know, it's okay. You're a person, life happens, but you can't hold yourself back from living life or socializing or enjoying you know these activities because it's just a normal process of life you know so I don't know I'm just trying to say do what works for you don't let other people make you feel guilty and feel like you have to give up other things that you can make work in your own life you just once again big message that I'm always telling you guys is just you have to do what works best for you. You have to find out what's going to make you the healthiest, happiest, and safest. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about this with you guys because it's been on my mind and with everything I've been going through. Um, it's just a, it's a point of growth for me. And so being able to sit here and talk about this very openly and honestly, um, is good for me because, you know, it's something that I've always had in the back of my mind where I'm like, I should just quit cold turkey and become completely sober because how can I sit here online and tell people that like I'm a mental health advocate, but then post that I'm drinking every weekend. Like those two things can coincide. Like I don't have to be just a mental health advocate. That means I can't drink, can't take an edible, you know, can't do everyday normal life things. I can still very much so be in therapy, be advocating for all these different disorders, be advocating for all of you and still being able to be a full human being living my life and doing it for myself in a way that makes me feel good. And I hope you guys can all get to that point as well. If you've ever abused alcohol or drugs in the past, I've been right there with you and it is not fun. It's not healthy. It's not cute. It's not a good time. So please, 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 if that is your current situation, reach out to a professional, get help, go to a rehab facility. You know, you don't have to live in that state. But all right, you guys, that is going to be all for this Monday. I'm so exhausted. I'm all over the place, as you guys can probably tell. So I just need to go rest and chill this week. Be sure to stay up to date with the YouTube because I will be eventually at some point this week releasing the behind the scenes Denver vlog. Um, it's really fun because it's just me in these moments where I had time and I was alone. So it was just very quick, fast paced, like random stuff. And then me and Corbin actually did a little vlog the one night, um, after we got home from dinner and we were a little drunk. So you get to see me and Corbin in our drunk, fun, altered state. So go subscribe and turn on notifications for At The Search For Serotonin on YouTube so you can check out that vlog when it is posted. Make sure you're following At The Search For Serotonin on Instagram so you can stay up to date with any episode changes whenever episodes are released. Um, if I have any guests, I do tag them on the Instagram so you can go find them super easily and connect with them because all of my guests are awesome. I love them so much. Um, so yeah, go check out the Instagram, go check out the YouTube. And if you are liking the podcast, you like what's been going on, please, please, please go rate and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts 
podcast, you know, give me a follow, give the podcast a follow so I can continue to see your feedback and I can continue to, you know, put out better stuff for all of you. All right. That is all for this week. I will see you guys back here next Monday. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I hope you guys find the balance that you need to in your own life. Always remember to live loud.